Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in, and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about really how to have a leap of faith and turn your expertise into income so you can live a life you love. And who does not want to do that? I'm so excited. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She is an RN, MSN, and founder and CEO of her own coaching and consulting business. She's a sought-after program development specialist and online business strategist with over 15 years of experience specializing in program development and professional training. And she works with faith-based, purpose-driven coaches, speakers, and health professionals who know they can be making a bigger impact, but don't really have the training products or strategy or real expertise to make that happen. And it's time, she says, it's time for you to create a business and life you love, because if not, it can feel like a prison. And we all know that. So I'm so grateful and excited to have with us today, Natalie Laidlock. Natalie, it's great to have you. Thank you, Sharon. It is such a pleasure to be here with you and to be able to, to just share my message and to, to share some fun and some great conversation with you and your audience today. So thank you very much. Thank you. We're excited because anytime someone talks about, you know, creating a business and life you love, that that is just my you know, buzzwords, because, you know, you can create a successful business, but you know, you cannot separate it from your life. And if you have a successful business, but you, you, you feel like, you know, you don't have any time or you feel like, you know, you're, you're um, uh, working in, in ways that is not fulfilling, then, you know, that, that really isn't a balanced experience. So I appreciate you sharing with us some of your insights. So um, Natalie, before we go further though, uh, since my podcast is called the spiritually persistent entrepreneur. And I got that in a divine download. I also got in the divine download uh, to ask my guests, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? Oh, great question, Sharon. I think the first thing that we have to recognize is that for a long time in our culture, we, we siloed things. This is my work. This is mm-hmm. my play. This is my faith. This is my family, right? And we put mm-hmm. things in silos and they didn't really cross over. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing more and more today is that people want to integrate all of those different mm-hmm. aspects so that the, there is a holistic approach to living life rather than a fragmented approach to living life. And so For me, embarking upon the journey of becoming an entrepreneur, that was a spiritual journey for me. Mm I, you know, you can, you can do things, you can build your business in a way that you're doing it for God. Mm -hmm. You can do it under God, or you can do it along with God and really along with God Mm -hmm. is where that magic happens because Mm -hmm. you're, you're in that space of co-creation Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
there there can be especially in we all know that that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster right you have mm-hmm. mountaintop days and you have valley days where you're just like oh my goodness but when we're when we're creating with god we know that that the outcome the result is going to be something that's good because he's for us. He's for our good. And so that's where that level of persistence comes is knowing that this is, this is not just about making money. This is not just about, you know, having people listen and having a platform and all of those kinds of things. There, there is something bigger at play. There is something more meaningful that we're creating in this space. Mm -hmm. And so being committed and being persistent in leaning into what God's wanting you to do and what he's wanting you to create and how he's wanting you to get that into the world. Um, for me, that's, that's just, that's just almost epic, right? Mm-hmm. That is the essence sure. of what we're doing and why we're doing it. So mm-hmm. spiritual persistence is just that call to commit to that higher power and to commit to doing what he's asking you to do in that moment, in that season, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless mm-hmm. of what makes sense to you in the moment, mm-hmm. um, it's it's almost just like okay, this is what we're doing, and I'm surrendering the process to you to guide that direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So, tell me one challenge that stands out for you that's helped you activate that more in you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, just actually, one. <laughs> just one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, I'm actually, I'm going to share two, but I'll do it very okay, quickly. Sure. <laughs> the, the first one is that moment you decide to take the leap. Mm-hmm. The moment you decide I'm going to go from everything that I've known, everything that's secure, everything that looks like, you know, this is my future and I'm going to leap into the unknown. Mm-hmm the insecure, the taking the risk, right? That's one huge moment of, of spiritual transformation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more recent challenge for me was I just did an event. It was called the Big Kaboom. And um, in launching the Big Kaboom, you think just about anything and everything that could have gone wrong pretty well did. Oh, um, been there, <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> right? It's like right. So, You're like, what? This link doesn't work. <laughs> the links don't work. <laughs> um, some of my affiliates were unable to fulfill on their promotion, oh, which yeah. just happens sometimes. But nonetheless, yeah. it decreases your viewership. Mm-hmm. Two days into running ads, Facebook decided to shut my ad account down. They said they needed to confirm my identity. Oh, which we I have had done happen. multiple times. <laughs> we have done this multiple times. Mm-hmm. And despite sending everything they requested, now three weeks later, they still have not confirmed my identity. <laughs> <laughs> I will confirm but, your identity. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's it's a challenge because you're you're doing this event, you're you're trying mm-hmm. to market your business. And everything is standing in your way. Everything is falling through the cracks. Nothing is working out. Mm. And, you know, I just, I just poured into that moment and I just said, okay, God, what is all this about? Because my humanness, you know, I think, oh, Facebook's against me and, oh, the devil's coming against me. And, you know, all these 
silly little things. And he's just like, no, that's not right. He says, Natalie, I just want you to know that I'm in control of this, that I got this, and that the people who are going to see this event, the people who are going to attend this event, I put them there. I want them there for a very specific purpose. I want them there for a very specific reason. And I want you to know that every person who is in attendance here is brought specifically by me. I don't want you to be able to attribute this to anything or anyone else. Wow. Beautiful. Oh, I got goosebumps. Whoa. Wow. And I love that you're sharing something recent, you know, because a lot of times people think, oh, yeah, they share those stories. And it was, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, it's always, you know, there's always something, you know, right? I mean, we're always managing something. It's kind of like, um, you know, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, right? I mean, and the Saturday Night Live. I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another. And really, it's about, you know, the spiritual persistent entrepreneur is about being able to recognize that, you know, you know, life happens, things happen and, and, and how we manage that. And I love that you talk about the co-creation with God, because one of the most important things I feel people can do is really create a partnership with whatever they see as that higher power in their business. And, you know, make a commitment that, you know, this is a partnership and, you know, I'm partnering. And so I just love that you're sharing so transparently, you know, a very real situation where, you know, you really could go into the lower vibration of, oh my gosh, you know, this isn't working and Facebook is crazy. And and, there, and some of that may be true. Um, but, you know, but there was something to come out of it. And I, and I truly believe that no matter what we go through, good can come out of it. If we just surrender to that God, spirit source, whatever we see as that higher power. So thank you for really modeling that for people, because, you know, that is, that really is where the, you know, the, the rubber meets the road, right? When it comes to our spiritual connectedness. And I, I just appreciate that so much that you, you've shared that. So let's talk about your story of how you got into business. I know it's a really great story that people can really um, learn from. So sh- t- tell, tell our listeners more about that. Sure. So as you mentioned, um, when we opened up the segment, I read nurse by trade, my background, um, I have a master's degree in nursing education. And for over 15 years, I was the clinical nurse educator um, at a at the hospital that I worked for. And it was my job to, to find gaps in our systems to design trainings and programs that would allow us to fill those gaps and then to actually train the doctors and nurses and therapists at the bedside in the the measures, the modalities that we needed to implement in order to take better care of our patients. And one of those things that we, that we did was, um, we found out that there was a gap in the system and it actually led to the development of an entire new service line for our organization. Mm. So I always joke and say, I was an entrepreneur before I was ever an entrepreneur. I <laughs> built a business within a business before I built a business of my own. Right, It's <laughs> true. Yes. So, you know, everything was going along great. It was wonderful. I was, you know, 
climbing the corporate ladder. Um, everybody really saw me as a leader in the organization. They would come to me with questions and problems and how do we address this and how do we solve this and what do we do about this problem? So from the outside, everything looked great. On the inside though, um, I was really starting to feel like things were becoming more stagnant. Mm -hmm. We weren't doing as many quality improvement initiatives. Things were really slowing down and I was starting to become frustrated and not really know, you know, I was saying, okay, God, what, what's next? It, have I achieved mm -hmm. my purpose already? Like, was this it? Was, was doing the things that I've done is that all like my mm -hmm. life is now toast? I have nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like 35 years old. So yeah, totally can relate to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So I started to get this feeling that something was going to shift. Something was going to change. I didn't know what it was. And about six months later, both the CEO of the organization and the chief nursing officer of the organization, who were a husband and wife team, they decided to retire. And kudos to them. They were such a powerhouse team. I loved working underneath of them for that 15 years. Really great foresight, movers, shakers, great people. But they decided to retire. And so the new administration comes on. And within just a couple of months, mm. my boss comes to me and she says, Natalie, we need to have a conversation. And I've been dreading talking to you about this and I hope you'll accept my offer. <laughs> I was like, what? what? What kind of a setup is that? I've been dreading talk to you, talking to you, but I want you to accept my offer. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, this should be good. So she proceeded to tell me that the new um, administrative team had decided to eliminate the clinical nurse educator role from the organization. There you go. So, <laughs> Everything I've done is now just going to be thrown, flushed down the toilet. <laughs> Fabulous. Great. She says, but Natalie, she says, we want to offer you the opportunity to move into management. We've seen your leadership. We, we know what you can do. We want you to, to move into a management role. So on one hand, I'm feeling totally frustrated, rejected, like everything I've done for the past X number of years has been a waste of time. And then in the other hand, I'm like, oh, promotion, title, raise, new office, you know, all of the things mm -hmm. that, that people want to go for. And so as I was leaving work that day, I was really in this, you know, spirit of duplicity, like I didn't know how to feel. Mm -hmm. And... As I went home and was thinking about the offer, I started to think back over my experience in the organization. And what I realized was that the people that were in management, not only were they working 40 hour work weeks, but they were also the first one that got called when there was a, a staffing crunch, an influx and census of whatever. First one they got called, nights, weekends, oh, right. holidays. That comes and with that territory. Mm -hmm. Most of the managers would come in and they would work all day. They'd go home and at least once or twice a week, they'd get called in and have to work all night too. Mm. And yeah. I had three little boys at home. Mm -hmm. And I believe that my greatest job, my highest calling 
is to be their mama, to raise them to be godly men. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that if I'm never home. Yeah. I can't right. do that when I'm Ooh. hauled away all the time. I can't, I can't pour into them when I'm missing some of the most magical, most special, most precious, most transformational moments of their life. And so it was in that moment that I knew I had to turn down that offer. And let me tell you, it was one of the hardest mm. decisions I've ever made in my life. I can imagine. Because not only, not only was it just walking away from, you know, a raise, a title, whatever, because I live in a, a rural community where there aren't a lot of hospitals around, it meant walking away from everything. It meant walking away from security, a paycheck, retirement. It meant walking away from everything. And mm-hmm. so the thoughts that would go through my head were, what kind of mother would put her children at risk? Your children are going to be hungry. You're going to lose your home. What kind of person does that? You know, you and your husband, sure. that little farm that you live on that he loves so much, you're going to lose that too. Mm-hmm. All those voices start really. All those voices. All, the, all those voices start really getting, you know, you're seeding the doubt, you know, and yet you're being called to something bigger. Yeah. But right, but in that moment, you know, I, and I think it's so great to hear that from you because so often people think that when you're called, you know, when you're called to the work that you know we're doing, that it's just it's just presented to you in a with a beautiful box and a beautiful bow, and it's just beautiful. There's no contrast. There's no issues. There's no obstacles to overcome. Yeah, because sunshine I think a lot of right, yeah, sunshine. I think a lot of people paint it, you know, that way at times, you know, or maybe they forget, you know, all of that. But but here you are in this place, and you know, you're really being asked at that time, you know, trust, right? Trust that that yeah. that you know that that God, Spirit, Source will provide. Trust, and that oh boy, to put your money where your mouth is on that, and really in your faith. Oh, I mean, that's enough to just give, you know, just gives me goosebumps, but it, but I mean, it had to have been such an anxiety provoking time initially until you just got to surrender it. So what happened after that? Cause well, we know you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I'm glad you bring that up, Sharon, because it really, it came to a point or came to a place where I saw the beauty of the choice, mm-hmm. right? right? I saw that that, that God just spoke to my heart. And he said, look, you have two options here. You have two choices. There's not a right. And there's not a Mm -hmm. wrong. Sure. You you just get to choose and I'm going to take care of you either way. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I always want to deepen my faith. I always want to strengthen that relationship. And I really felt in that moment, the option to get out of the boat and walk on water Mm -hmm. was, was really what I was being called to do. There was nothing wrong with staying there, but Mm -hmm. I felt God was calling me into this, into the deep, right? Mm -hmm. And so I did, I made the decision to leave that, that job offer um, and start my own 
company. But what did that mean? What did that look like, right? You just, all of us, you don't just build a company overnight and have it be wildly successful. I had to figure out how am I going to take my expertise and turn it into income? Mm-hmm. And I took a stab at a couple of different things that didn't really work out. And then through a conversation with a very near and dear friend, it occurred to me that what I'd been doing for 15 years plus in healthcare could apply to a new group of people. And so instead of building training programs and courses and and things like that in corporate healthcare, I started doing that for coaches and speakers and health practitioners who wanted to have their own coaching businesses, their own coaching programs, their online courses, their advanced level training certification programs. And so I just took what I had been doing and started doing it for someone else as my own business. And that really was the launch pad for everything that that I've been able to create and do since then. And it has been such an incredible opportunity and such an incredible blessing that I just cannot express the amount of gratitude that I feel for being called into that um, and the, the personal growth and development that has come along with that as well. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I mean, we're going to have to have you back um, because we just really got to dig into this, but I want to hear more about, um, you really talk about don't become consumed by the laptop lifestyle. So what does that mean when you say that? And I've heard you say that. Yes. I love this question. So if you've been in the online business space for any amount of time, Mm. you can remember probably about eight to 10 years ago, it came out, live the laptop lifestyle. You can take mm-hmm. your laptop and work from <laughs> to the pool or right. right. And yeah. I always looked at that sideways. Cause I was like, if I have a business, yes, it's great to work from anywhere, but I guarantee you if I'm at the pool or if I'm at the beach, the last thing I want to be doing is working on my laptop. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. I want to build a business that is sustainable in a way that when I go to the beach, I go to the beach and I get to be at the beach and I get to play with my kids and play in the water and play in the sand and build those sand castles and splash around. I don't want to have to build oh, my laptop there laptop. <laughs> and working while they're playing right. in the sand. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, I think it's super important that we build our businesses with intention of how we want that to look, how we want it to run so that we can live a life that we love rather than being chained to our laptop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so say more about that. So how can people do that? How can they build a better business so they can live a better life? What What are some of, you know, like advice you would give to people if they're just, maybe they're just starting out and thinking, you know, just like you, well, they have a particular expertise that they want to, you know, I look at it as uh, more of a, I think anybody can be a mentor. You know, mm-hmm. you can mentor anybody in anything, how to, you know, pick a better wardrobe, you know, how to grow a garden, you know, anything. So I really think that the the mentoring aspect is something that really is um, really taking hold 
you know, I, I, some people might call it the information, you know, information industry, but I like to think of it more that, you know, you're supporting people with whatever your expertise is, you know, navigate through a divorce. Oh, wow. I went through that. I'd like to help other people do this. Um, but what, so for people that, you know, let's say have more of that service oriented or they're looking at it from that perspective, you know, with the online programs and things like that, what are some of the things that you might suggest that they, you know, start with, or what are some, some advice you might want to give? And of course, we've got to have you back so we can dig into this deeper. And I know that you have a gift that you're going to help people start with, but I just think this is so key because, you know, people go out and they, they start something and then they, you know, they, maybe they take some different programs or some courses and then it just doesn't pan out. And we've all done that, right? We take, Mm -hmm. we take somebody's course and we say, oh, well, that must not have been it. I'll try this over here. And then they kind of bounce from thing to thing to thing. So what, what are your, what's your advice for folks? So I would say start with understanding who you've been created to be. Mm -hmm. There are a million different ways that you can grow a business. And Mm -hmm. all of those million different ways are in your Facebook newsfeed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. So you have to understand you know, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And then we're going to build a business upon those strengths. So everything you see that's out there and available, it may not all be for you. So when you talk about things that work and things that don't work, it's quite possible that you took a training or you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing a marketing approach that doesn't align with who it is you are and who your strengths are. So we Mm -hmm. always want to look at strengths-based marketing, strengths programs and things like that. So knowing who you are, how you've been created, and what those strengths are is number one. Number two is building with intention, really looking at what is it that I want to create? Where do I want to go? What's the impact I want to have? And then creating a business framework that's in alignment with that vision. Mm -hmm. Number three, then, is having the right programs, products, services for the right client at the right time. That's one of the things that that if you're in my community, you hear me say time and time and time again, you have to have the right offer for the right client at the right time. Now, the backside of that is you also have to have the right offer for your business for the right client, for your business, for the right time, for your business. And that's where people get it mm-hmm. messed up a lot. A wow. Lot. Yeah. We're doing tactics that are not aligned with our stage of business. And therefore we don't get the results that, you know, Susie Q on Facebook, perfect chat. <laughs> got Right. 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 Um, and then, and then it's very discouraging. And, you know, and I do think there's just so much comparison, you know, and, 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 oh. and I'd say, you know, after doing this for 23 years and, you know, I know so many people in the industry say, listen, you know, do not, be- you just can't believe everyone's copy because, you know, there's always something, you know, that, that, you know, has happened to that person. I mean, it, it's not that they, you know, uh, every single thing they do, they have the Midas touch in it turns to gold, you know, it's just, um, I I think it's very important that people really look at it from, from their own 
wiring, as you're saying, yeah. and their own, you know, and, and I really believe that, you know, that you are imprinted, you do have these God given talents, and and brilliances, you know, I think it was um, the, the book and the power of focus, I think it was Mark Victor Hansen. And it was one of the most powerful books I read early on. And the book said, you know, you have one thing that you're brilliant at one thing. Mm-hmm. And if you put, you know, 80% of your time, 90% of your time in that one thing and find ways to systematize or delegate or everything else, that's that's where your gold is. That's where your fulfillment is. You know, it's this one brilliance. And I, I thought that was so incredibly powerful, you know, and it sounds a lot like what you're talking about is, you know, really to, to tune into that. So instead of looking at all these ways you can replicate how other people have done it, you know, to me, it's like weight loss, you know, um, you know, there's lots of different eating programs. They all work. If you're the right match for it, right? right. So, so to me, uh, that's a lot of what I hear you saying is, you know, you've got to be able to dig in and, and, and find, you know, what's going to be best for you based on how you're wired, based on your calling, based on your strengths. It, it, you know, am I on the right track on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you got the nail on the head. Um, and I think, you know, the last part of that is just looking at the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. How do you want to contribute? What are your, what are your boundaries? What are your goals? What are your dreams? And making sure that the business that you're building aligns with your hopes, dreams, goals, you know, that vision of how you want your life to look. Because the other thing that I see happening a lot of the times is, you know, I want to be a full-time stay-at-home mom and I want to have a multi-million dollar company. Well, it's not that that can't happen, but it's probably not going to happen quickly. And so we need to make sure that our business goals and our life goals are in alignment and that we have a plan for getting you where you want to go that doesn't cause you to sacrifice your the things that are most important to you in the mm-hmm. process because exactly it's, yeah it it takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of investment of time energy capital all those resources to build a multi-million dollar company and it's very easy to neglect oh, my kids, they're in a safe place. They're being taken care of. They're having fun, but I'm not really building that relationship with them because I'm pouring so much into building this big company, right? And then you look back 10 years later and now they're getting ready to go to college. You know, they're driving cars and going to college and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have that relationship with them. So we want to make sure that our business goals align with our life goals and that they can grow together rather than one taking away from the other. Oh, this is so important. And it's so crucial. You know, when I started my business, I had a newborn baby. And it was so crucial because in the very beginning, I would feel so guilty, Natalie, if I was with my daughter and I wasn't working. And then when I was working, I'd feel so guilty that I wasn't with my daughter. So I had to find this way to say, look, you know, we're going to have to find, and we're going to have to set some goals, but the, but, you know, really the most important thing was my daughter. Like that, you know, when I really came down to it, you know, we had to build it around that 
that, you know, that she was really felt loved and that we had that, that energy in that time. And it took, you know, communication with all the people, you know, I was, we always say it, it took a village to raise this child. She's 23 now. And, uh, you know, we said it took a village and it, and really, I think that's so important for people is to be able to realize that, you know, you don't have to do it by yourself and having support, like, you know, in your community and having support with somebody that, you know, just has that natural brilliance that, you know, that is your brilliance to really look at situations and then create the systems, right? You were doing that in the hospital, you know, it it came so naturally to you, you know, it is, it is most definitely a brilliance of yours. So I definitely want you to be coming, come back on and we can dig more into this, but I know you have a gift for folks that can get them started. So did you want to share a little bit about that? And then I know we'll have the episode, uh, the link on the episode page as well for people. So maybe share a little bit about that. Sure, sure. So what I would like to offer your guests is a download. It's called Life Beyond the Laptop. Mm. And it's, it's all about how do you build a highly profitable business while living a life you love. So it's five steps to creating a highly profitable business while living a life you love. Um, And you can get that. It's absolutely free to the community. Um, And I do want to say, if you choose to do this, if you, if you get this um, PDF, you will be on my list. And when we started this episode, I was sharing the story of the big challenge that that came as I was doing the big kaboom. I'm going to be doing that again in July. So you'll have the opportunity to, to check that out and see what that's about. And it's mm-hmm. a free event as well. Yeah, um, great. So it starts with life beyond the laptop. And then if you're interested in joining us for the next big kaboom, you'll have that opportunity as well. Awesome. So that's on the episode page. And is there anything you want to say in closing, Natalie, to folks? So anything that comes to you just want to share? I would love to share, you know, it's less about what I do and more about why I do it. Mm -hmm. But I I want your audience to understand, to know, because there's a lot of sources that come from the outside that say what you do, what you have to say, who you are, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I believe that your life matters. I believe that the programs, the products, the services that you're creating they're a lifeline to someone in need. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in this moment, you're being called to step up, to step out in faith and to be that light in the darkness, to be that lifeline who needs you the most. And so whatever is standing in your way, I just want to encourage you to, to push through that because on the other side of that barrier are all those people who are just waiting for you to step forward and say, yes, I can help you. Yes, I can help you move forward. I can help you break through this. I can help you overcome this. You are their lifeline, but it takes you staying yes and stepping forward for that to happen. 
That's beautiful. I got goosebumps again. So wow, that's really, really powerful. I'm just so grateful for you and your service and your light. And thank you so much for leaving the hospital, the industry and coming to, to, you know, into this uh, arena, into this space and bringing your expertise. Um, have you, ha- have you gone full circle yet where you're back at the hospital or the, the, the corporate industry in any way <laughs> doing, doing things for them again? Um, I'm just curious because <laughs> I've come full circle where I was a miserable corporate executive and I wanted out of there so bad. And then I've gone full circle and do, you know, mindset training and, you know, energy management training with companies. It's just funny. Yeah. No, I haven't really done that yet. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. So that might be, out, that might be in the future on the way in it some way. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much. And I want to really encourage everybody because you've got an opportunity to really get um get in with that uh, free event that's coming up as well. So you want to go and go to Anneli's episode page and get her life beyond the laptop, uh, wonderful five steps, and you can start to begin to implement those. And I love that you give some very clear steps in that, Natalie, as well. So we really want to be, we're so grateful for you, Natalie, and we, we definitely need to have you come back on. So I would love to extend that invitation and have you come back and dig into this even deeper. Thank you, Sharon. It would be an honor. Oh, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for listening in. And we see you all living lives of love, enjoy, peace, health, and prosperity in all ways, all ways. We'll see you back here next time, everybody. Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.